The scripture today is from Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 14 through 30. For it is as a man going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusting his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. Each according to their own ability, and he went away. The one who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. And made four. But the one who had received, in the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, made five more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him. Give it to the one with ten talents. For all those who have more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today is Sunday, this World Communion Sunday, and we join our sisters and our brothers all over the world in celebrating the Lord's table. In the United Methodist Church, all our congregations will today unite and come together celebrating Jesus, his death, his resurrection, and the fact that we hope to see him again. 
And so we celebrate the Lord's table as we do every first Sunday of the month. And we pray that God will continue to unite us under one loaf and one cup because we are all one body and one Christ we serve. For the next few Sundays, we shall be talking about stewardship. And I'm pretty sure when the word stewardship is announced, we all have a meaning for it. In the church, normally when we talk about stewardship, we're talking about giving. We're talking about your tithe, your offerings, what God has blessed you with, to share it with God for his ministry and his mission. But let me ask you the question, has someone ever asked you to take care of their kid? Has someone ever asked you to take care of their kid? Or are you responsible for managing an office, taking care of people on behalf of an employer? Do you have a financial advisor overseeing your investment? If you answer yes to any of these questions, then you are or have been a steward. In general, a steward is to manage something on behalf of someone else. Whether a family member, a friend, or employer asks you to watch over something, then make no mistake, you are stewarding, you're managing whatever they entrusted to your care. In the Bible, stewardship is another way of talking about how to live your life. In the New Testament, for example, the word steward is rooted in the Greek word oikonomos, which means the manager of a household. The manager of a household. Stewardship in the Bible begins with the very first verse in the book of Genesis. We see in this passage that God is the creator of everything. And we believe that. He created the universe. He created the earth. And he created humankind. God created every single one of us. There is not one particle in the entire world that was not created by God. And this is the beginning of all biblical stewardship principles. And this theme of stewardship is picked up in the New Testament. For example, in Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 16, the Bible says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth. 
All things were created through him and for him. God is the creator. The foundation of stewardship is built upon this reality. Seen in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. My friends, not only did God create everything, God owns everything. And that is also biblical. In Job chapter 41 verse 11, in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 3 through 5, we are told that God owns everything. The scripture read to us this morning from Matthew, the 25th chapter, is a narrative that I'm pretty sure is familiar to all of us. The master distributing the talents. All of us know about that. We've read it before. But as we read it, we realize what stewardship is all about. For it tells us, it is as if, as if a man going on a journey summoned his servants and entrusted his property to them. And that's the first thing we need to understand. He entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five. To the other, he gave two. To another, he gave one. To each, according to his ability. <coughs> Here we realize the beginning of stewardship. These people were entrusted with the property of their owner. <coughs> and the scripture says, it is five, two, and one. The scripture says, he gave them according to their ability. If we believe that God is the creator, and if we believe that God owns everything created, if we believe that we are stewards of God, we also need to believe that God has entrusted us with God's property. And our responsibility is to take care of what is entrusted to us. Because God has given us each according to our ability, according to what God knows we are capable of doing. I'm pretty sure you've heard this statement made that God does not give you more than you can handle. And therefore, according to our ability, God has entrusted to us his property. But then in the narrative in front of us from Matthew, the 25th chapter, the Bible says to us, the one who had received the five talents went off at once, traded with it, and made five more talents. The same thing happened to the one who received the two. Traded with it and made two more talents. 
But the man who received the one, as we all know the narrative, went and hid that and did not make use of the talent that God has given him. And my friends, when God gives you a responsibility, when God looks at you and says, you are this person, I want to do certain things. Out of seven billion people in the world today, God has called you to do it according to your ability and you need to do it well. Because God is watching. Because at the end of it all, you have the beginning of your stewardship challenge, you have the benefit of investing yourself and your gifts and your talents, your graces to somebody else to do something on behalf of God. Because at the end, there is a blessing. The scripture says, the one to whom God has given five came back to God and said, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. The same thing applied to the one who had two. Well done, good and faithful servant. My friends, the one who had one talent never received the one, the, the, the well done. Because the one with one talent did not use his talent properly. Well done all with stewardship responsibility. Because we are all stewards of God. If you are a parent, God has entrusted to you the lives of what? Your children. You become a steward of God to those children. If you are a teacher, God has entrusted to you the lives and the future of those students. My friends, all of us would like to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. But we need to use the gift that God has given us for the benefit of the people around us and to the glory of God. Now, if you're a parent, you're trying to steward your, your children. You're trying to manage their life. You're trying for them to be who you think God wants them to be. You are not going to find it easy all the time. We know that. If you're a parent, you know that. Kids don't normally listen to you 100% of the time. Kids have their own way of thinking. And sometimes you just let them do what they want to do. It's easier. I mean, I, I, we have three boys. And, and they all three of them know after they graduate from high school, they have to go to college. So we, we, we did not have a discussion on that. I mean, from elementary school, you know you're going to college. So you have to go. But you choose the college you want to go to. And as parents, we will support you. We are the stewards. We will support you. And the very first two chose what school they wanted to go to. Bowling Green, guy ended up at Toledo, graduated, then went to Penn State for his master's. My Michigan boy, who from age three was a Wolverine, 
At the time for him to go to college, he applied to the Ohio State University. I guess he had a good influence as a steward over him. He finished OSU. Then came the time for the third boy to go to school. He had three schools that wanted him. They wanted him to play football. We went to all three campuses. They gave him scholarship. But these schools were all private or semi-private schools, and they were very expensive. For example, Worcester gave him 18000 as scholarship. But then Worcester's annual tuition was 51000 Wittenberg did the same. And Miami of Ohio did the same. I wanted him to go to Miami of Ohio. So at Miami of Ohio, I paid all the necessary fees they asked for that day. And we were driving back home, and Gregory said to me, Dad, I don't want to go to the school. He did not like the campus. He did not like what he saw. I don't want to go to this school. I did not tell him this, but it broke his dad's heart. We continue to talk about it. OSU had accepted him, but they wanted him to start at the branch. He did not want to start at the branch for two years, then go to the main campus the next two years. He wanted to be in cam on campus. And he and his two good friends had their plans. They wanted to go to Ohio University. I did not want him to go to OU. I wanted him to go to Miami. It was graduation day, high school graduation. Beautiful ceremony. He gave his speech because he was class president. On our way home, I said to his mom, I think we should make a decision now what college he's going to. And in the car, we said to him, Gregory, you can go to OU. And he was excited. And then I said, under one condition, that you give me back all the money I paid at Miami. <laughs> and he definitely gave me back the money but then I ended up using the same money to pay at OU. But he went there, did four years, he graduated. And during school, he wanted to do business. So I said, Gregory, I would like you to focus on finance. No, Dad, I want to focus on marketing. So we fought that battle for a, a semester or so. Then I gave up. Do your business. And the funny thing is today, he's working for a financial company, investing people's money. He should have listened to that, but he's doing well. <laughs> but God gave us all these people. We are the stewards of these people. And at times, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to do what you want them to do. But let me tell you, my friends, 
how God expects us to be good stewards of these talents, these responsibilities God has given us. Because right there in the scripture, there is a narrative, a story about the prodigal son. This man we know had two sons. One did exactly what dad was expecting him to do. The other one decided to go away. Give me what belongs to me and I'm going away. And dad followed that request. But the good news about this story, the good news about the steward of that boy was that when the boy came to his senses, this is what the scripture says, when he came to his senses, he says to himself, I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. Take me as one of your servants. And the scripture says, one day, his dad was looking, looking, and he saw the son coming. And the scripture says his dad ran and embraced him, kissed him, did not ask any question. And I think that's the good news about that story. The father did not ask any question. The father did not say, why did you do it? How did you spend the money? Where were you living? What were you eating? No, the father simply embraced him and ordered the servants to give him the best clothes, put a ring on his finger, and let us celebrate. Yes, my friends, God has made us stewards of our children and our grandchildren, of the students and our fellow employees. And God expects us to embrace them and to enable them to understand what it means to be a steward of God. And you can look in the scripture. There is a narrative of the lost coin. And when it was found, the steward, the owner, celebrated. Narrative about the lost sheep. When that one lost sheep was found, they celebrated. Narrative, my friends, of the lost jewelry. When that was found, it was celebrated. Because the steward, the person in charge of them, realized that their responsibility is important. And Jesus gave us a conclusion to this narrative in the Bible. Jesus says to you and to me, in stewardship, there is a balanced benediction. And I call it a balanced benediction because one of the steward is a worthy steward. Listen to what the scripture says in verse 29. For to all those who have, more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. To the worthy steward, the steward who looks at the responsibility God has given him or her, the children, the students, the friends, the Christian bodies that God has given to you, and you make good use of it, you enrich their life, you develop them to the extent that they know that God is present. God says, you are a worthy steward. But then look at verse 30. The scripture says, 
As for this worthless servant, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Oh yes, there are two, a balanced benediction, one for a worthy steward, the other for a worthless steward. And this morning, my friends, which one are you? How are you making use of the gift that God has given you? Because at the end of the day, we want God to say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. God is not looking for a perfect steward. God is just looking for a steward who make use of the gift that God has put in front of you. It can be your children, it could be your grandchildren, it could be a friend, it could be anything that God has given you. Go home this morning and remember that stewardship, my friends, stewardship is important because responsibility without accountability is incomplete. Therefore, as steward of God, I am held responsible for the use I make of the resources that God has given me. What are your resources this morning? What are your gifts? What are your talents? What are you doing with the gift God has blessed you with? Are you a worthy steward? I pray this morning God will say at the end, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of your Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the stewards of God say, Amen. Amen.